Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni, here to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 74, Prisoner Dilemma. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. Brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gergoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh, heck yeah. Hello. You are welcome. Yarp. Hi, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the Elven Wizard. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald, Octavian, Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Olivia, do you remember what happened last time? I do. Uh, last time, we... Well, let me start at the beginning. First things first. No, no, there's too much. Let me stop. <laughs> no, no, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> first things first, I'm the realist. Um, <laughs> no. uh, Oswald, so we kind of opened up with Oswald's uh, con confession of sorts, um, t telling us about... Uh, his conversation with the editor um, of the archive, decide, realizing that he, it, was some sort of uh, creepy imperial monster thing, um, and his subsequent decision to not be part of the archive anymore, and his subsequent, subsequent decision to have Mira back him up, um, which was good because... There was maybe some brief death there, just slightly. Uh, ego death at best. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> not important for sentient creatures. It's fine. That's what... Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we were then uh, informed that the... Uh, one of the prisoners of... that we had taken one of the mercenaries who was was trying to get us uh, a couple episodes ago 
um, was in custody and that they were interviewing said prisoner um, and asked that Amari be present. Uh, and so we, as we so often do, split up the party. Um, Shay and Florian stayed behind to um, get this isolation chamber going so that the next time we go to space and warp three out of four of us don't lose our minds and so florian doesn't turn into a big horrible shadow monster yay um we requisitioned requisitioned all of the kind of materials we needed um and sort of used our connections to amari's wife to make sure they let us actually acquire those materials. <laughs> um, yeah. so we needed a discount. That, so. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that project proceeds apace. Uh, meanwhile, Kala and Oswald and Amari went to um, go talk to this prisoner. Uh, they made a quick stop off at the morgue to look at the guy that Florian grabbed because he's dead now. Probably unrelated. <laughs> he had a he, he was a three pack a day yeah. smoker. The cancer got him. It just happened to be just lines up, you know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, you're smoking that aethite. Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, they they found that he had like become completely calcified in a reaction that um, the mortician was basically like, "That's weird. Did you stick him in a nuclear reactor? Because that's what this looks like." <laughs> um, so that's probably fine and nothing. So, the important part is that Florian, you're uh, an X Files monster of the week at this yes. point. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Um, and that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they then proceeded to, you know, go interrogate this prisoner, basically, in this weird black site beneath a military base. It's all all ethical, all ethics here, um, and they were kind of given a rundown of who this guy is and where he's from, and Amari discovered a hidden connection that hopefully he will be able to use in this upcoming interrogation, um, which is that Prontus Machius, the prisoner that was taken, uh, used to be in a squadron what was the term you used mike they were part of the same battalion, battalion. Is, what is known thank you for mounting that to me reed i appreciate it uh was part of the same battalion as uh, julian farside who we met on the coal foundation ship uh the storms repose long long ago several months ago yes yes Seems so much longer. so much has happened since then you guys it's true 
And it was upon Amari's insistence that that interrogation did not turn towards the... Jack Bauer-esque? It, it probably wasn't going to turn bloody and torturous, but there was definitely the implication that the methods that were about to be used would have been invasive mentally, if not physically. Yeah, the, the implications of Amethyst Aethite are uh, upsetting, uh, but very intriguing. And I hope something bad happens and... to my character. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, um, at the very, very end of last session, Shay got a little DM, uh, someone slid into Shay's DMs and was like, hey, Ayo, boo-boo, come to this- Don't ever say that again. Internet <laughs> chat room. That's literally the text that- was sent oh, to you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, and so Shay potentially has a meetup with someone mysterious. We don't know who, but probably someone related to this whole Ariel business. Yeah. The legendary metadiver known as Ariel? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's the other thing, is this chat room can only be accessed through metadiving. It cannot be accessed remotely. So, like, great. It's super dangerous. Yeah. Mm. So excited. Risk-reward. Yeah. It's, I'm imagining the fucking inglorious bastard's basement scene. Like, just... Okay. The, yep. the, the cons mm -hmm. of which being, it's a basement. <laughs> <sighs> Indeed, all of that is correct. And of course, Olivia, you may be disappointed with your opinion about the certain death of a mercenary being unrelated to Florian of Akalar. Because as we begin, there are three facts that must be considered, imprinted, learned. They must be learned, and they must be learned carefully. These are the three facts that you know, that all know. The void is green. The void is dangerous. And the void is not empty. Imagine an ocean. Endless and vast. Rolling water as far as your eyes can see. Above the water it is bright and sunny. The sky warmly welcoming any that would bask in it. The water below you is cold, but not intolerable. It is still touched by the sun above. You know that beneath you there is a deepness that you cannot fully wrap your head around. A trench somewhere down there that you can never hope to swim to. 
It contains the black, crushing weight of all the water above it, and was never meant to be a place for the likes of you. A lungful of air can only take you so far down. Even the best divers will never make it deep enough on their own, and you are not the best. Never deep enough to lose the sunlight on the waves. And that trench that is beneath you, that is a place that has never known the sun. See this ocean in your mind, and then imagine that a bucket is emptied into that sea off the side of a ship. It is full of blood and sundered meats. Perhaps it was an accident, carelessly cast into the water, though perhaps it was done with intent to lure something in. As the contents of this bucket hits the water and diffuses, the sanguine meeting the aqueous with curls of red, it sends an invisible shockwave into the lower depths of that trench below you. Down there, it is cold. Down there, the sunny sky is never welcome. Something in those deep places knows when the blood is in the water. It rises from the darkness which has cradled it since time immemorial, following the knowledge of something new and enticing. In the darkness of the trench, it has survived on stranger fare than blood. This thing from the trench, we have no name for it because our kinds have never crossed paths before. We were never meant to. This creature presses upward, following the exotic trail out of the deep. The smell, the taste, the color... Precisely what draws it is something we can only guess at. It simply knows the blood. It crashes upward implacably, braving waters it has never experienced to find the source of this new, intoxicating enticement. This thing is not built for the warmer waters close to the sun. It is meant for darkness and smothering depth. It does not even know if it can survive such climbs, but it is now drunk on the lure of the blood. When it emerges, shattering the placid surface of the sea within your mind, it devours every last trace of that crimson food that it can find. It is smart enough to put together that such a thing does not appear out of nowhere. It finds the bucket, the ship from which the bucket came, that vital red within you or any other, and it is all consumed. Within moments, there is no trace. The creature the blood, you, only an ocean, endless and vast, 
rolling water as far as any eye can see. The thing from the trench returns to whence it came, that blind place under a mountain of water. But it knows. It knows there is this precious, vibrant life upon which it can feed. It waits, stalking the sea for any chance to ascend once more and claim what it seeks. The ships come often enough, striking out through those waters above the trench because it is convenient. The thing learns when to rise to claim a hearty meal. But the ships learn too. Learn not to tip the bucket. Learn to not linger over the trench. But they never learn to stop. Unfortunately for those ships, that thing from the trench is not the only one of its kind. Now they gather and churn, those beasts from below, filling that trench and waiting, waiting for the barest hint of blood in the water. Florian. Oh, yeah? You blink hard. For a second, you heard the sound of an ocean, like blood in your ears when you hold a seashell up. For a moment, you sensed this deep, deep depth just below your feet. For a moment, it was green and dangerous, but not empty. Where are you when the message from your brother arrives? I don't know. This is a good question for Elliot. Do you think Shay would, like, get started right right away? Or would we just be, like, okay, we have all the materials. We're going to hold off for now. Um... Shay is, I think Shay would get started right away. Um, they are trying to kind of keep themselves occupied. Um, yeah. You don't have the materials just yet. They haven't arrived yet. Right. You literally just put just in your order. Them. Okay. Yeah. But we still have then... to do like some, cause, cause, okay. So remind me, uh, remind me of how like the rooms are set up so like the beds like the furniture is more or less like attached to the wall and floors for the most part yeah so it's going to take some work to make this into like a bare space yeah okay so demo demolitioning yeah that makes sense where like yeah okay florence probably helping out with that okay so the two of you are sharing this space and, Shay, you would notice when Florian kind of pauses for a second as though, I mean, it's a moment we've all had, right? Where we stop for a second and collect ourselves as our brain slowly turns over and resets. Nothing ominous about that. Mm -hmm. No strange recollections of emerald spirals. No sense of 
deep welling depth beneath our feet that is not empty. Nothing strange there. I mean, but that's you just... are collectively attempting to disassemble a bed when you get a message on your datapad, Florian. I will open it. Uh, and it is from your brother. Uh, I sending close it. you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. Uh, no, I'll like, I'll at least read the. I'll make sure that the subject line isn't like, you have to read this post. Re, 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 re. It, it does say you have to see this video, but it's just directly a link from him. It's not from. Okay. It's not a, a, like a, a repost of a repost of a repost of a repost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Andoni has sent you a video of a bunch of. Stuffy professors getting clowned on. Oh, nice. I will send back. I just showed this video to my coworker. Ha ha. Period. Uh, and there is a quick response uh, about the artistry that went into the duck and fart noise and how each of the noises represent a different way in which academia is corrupt and a cancer upon uh, civilization and the the working classes. <laughs> I'll send back a little uh like a like a short little paragraph i'm not gonna get drawn in but i will just respond to the point of like academia does not equal elitism and the idea that like like un uneducated masses are actually like the problem and like that's that's what what uh like the capitalist machine like wants you to be is uneducated you fucking little twerp <laughs> So you stop short of that. Yeah. Or is that what you no, said? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, you should probably say that. I'll be, be, I'll really be like, hey, I, well, no, I will end it with, go explain this theory to mom. See what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gonna beat his ass. <laughs> He'll get two words out, and she'll be like, Tony, go get me the stick. I'm going to beat you with it. <laughs> go find a good switch. Uh, yeah. Okay. And you continue working on disassembling this room. It's a lot of fiddly work, because it turns out rooms on a spaceship usually not built to be disassembled. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So figuring out how to turn off like the water taps into this place and like there's a lot of plumbing and wiring work that needs to happen. Some of this stuff can just like fold up into the wall and if your plan is just to put a lead sheet over it, it's not going to matter anyway. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not like you have to strip the wires out of this place or anything, but it is like, okay, anything that protrudes from the walls that you would need to take apart is... Thankfully, you're an engineer. You've got tools for this. Yeah, yeah, and I'm assuming it literally is just like 
like the whatever interface there is just taking the it it'd be like taking the light switches off of the wall i assume in comp yeah. complexity all right i don't even need you don't even need to be an engineer to do that and we're probably I'll that, be like I'll putting just rip that shit out no uh and i'm probably like getting some assistance from mara like since she knows the interior workings of the ship a little more in depth than i do like yeah just like asking little questions here and there like like uh how hard would it be to you know reroute certain power things like can we just turn this off mm -hmm. without like screwing anything else up in the ship you know yeah absolutely and if you use mara's help that actually speeds the process up a little bit uh -huh. and she can isolate this room so that it is no longer drawing power from the rest of the ship. Oh, yeah, 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 that'd be great. Yeah, that's absolutely within her capabilities. She would also ask if you want any help with your personal security measures, because you seem to have, uh, how would she put it? There are an influx of singles coming into your personal call set, Shay. I was wondering if you want any help uh, securing your own personal communications. <sighs> God, those are red caps. I haven't had to deal with those in a while. Um, um, actually, yeah, if I could get some assistance with that. I, I tried to set up a new security protocol this morning, but... <sighs> The Metanet and hackers, I mean, it's evolving all the time. It's so hard to keep up. This is true. I have several subroutines that you might find interesting about security measures where personal call sets are concerned. Oh, yes, I would love that. Uh, we'll take a break. I can implement them now if you'd like. Uh, let's, hey Florian, let's work in here for like 15 more minutes and then take a lunch break and then Mara I would love to go over those with you very well the work continues meanwhile inside the military brace proper while the two of you are still out on the Tiresian as it is parked in a essentially a landing bay out on the front pilot strips of the uh Oh my god. Landing strip. What am I saying? Um, outside the military base. Inside the military base, we find Amari and Oswald and Kala alone with Amari's wife, Layla, in the room adjacent to the interrogation room. You have a little bit of time while the prisoner was taken away to, at Amari's insistence, be fed and cleaned up. So is there anything you want to try to scheme before that happens? Who is left here in the room? It's just the four of you. Just the four of us? Okay. The Geminus, uh, Cessus uh, Raniria has left, and Veneral, her... You're not quite sure what his rank is. He seemed to be some kind of commander. Uh, he is not present. Okay. He seems to be taking care of the 
stuff with the prisoner. Um, do we know if the interrogation room is uh, has any sort of like recording or is this an entirely like full blown like black site? You don't know. Okay. There could be recording. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, I would like to see if I can, like, see if there's any equipment in here in which that would be the case. Okay. Poking around a little bit, you would eventually find a small terminal just below the window looking into the interrogation room, and it does appear to be a suite of controls for... It turns out this entire window that is looking into the interrogation room is a monitor with etheric inlays in it, mm-hmm. so that once you touch the the panel below the window, a bunch of heads-up displays show up on the window that is monitoring vital signs and, like, uh, it registers who all is in the room at any given point in time. It gives you a camera feed of just outside the room. It provides you with all sorts of telemetry and data of what's going on inside the room. Okay. And you presume it's recording to somewhere. Okay. I mean, part of me just wants to be like, boop, it's off. Sure, let's do that. Okay. It is turned off. It is no longer recording any data. And Layla would give you a look and say, you know, someone is going to notice that that's turned off eventually. I mean, we can turn it back on when this starts. I'm not saying you need to. I'm just saying... I wouldn't be shocked if someone came and checked in on it eventually. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure you'll give them a good good talking to, right? Is that what you need to be to be right now? Is a bulwark? No, that's what I've got Oswald for. What? Sorry. What what, what are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> Um, this is Amari's poor attempt at a, a joke um, at Oswald's expense. Um, yeah. Oswald? Um, yes. Question. Would you mm. mind uh, if anyone happens to come down here while I'm doing uh, this conversation, would you mind uh, explaining to them um, anything you find fascinating? Perhaps, uh, you know, delay their entrance. If possible. Well, I can think of a, 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 quite a few things. Uh, in fact, uh, I was uh, monitoring the atmospheric uh, composition of this planet as we were entering. Oh, really? You know what? I'll, I'll mm-hmm. save it for whoever happens to enter in. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. Sounds good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. I look for cog tech. Is there any loose cog tech sitting around, Mike? <laughs> you know, funny you should say. <laughs> I promised Vesnus I would. (laughs) In this room and the room adjacent, there is no obvious cog tech. All right. It's not just laying around, but there is a room that is labeled illegally requisitioned cog tech. Hmm. Do not return to owner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
they got it at one of those uh, those uh, store uh, storage auctions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bought the whole container, and yeah. wouldn't you know it? But no, there is no apparent Cogtech in yes, like I said, this room or the room adjacent, and you have not seen any, as far as you can tell, on your descent down here. Though, if there were any present, it w- should be fairly obvious. Cogtech stands out. Yeah. Just between its brutalist design and the fact that it rarely uses aether to power is, yeah, makes it bizarre to see. Okay, well, in that case, uh, Kala is sitting demurely off in the corner of the room. She seems to be a little nonplussed by the whole scenario. She is definitely kind of in her own head a little bit. Um, and it seems like she mostly uses this as an excuse to get out from underneath Mera. Um, you're hmm. down here for, oh, sorry, go go for it. I was going to say you're down here for about 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, left alone until something else happens. And what happens is the prisoner is led back with freshly laundered clothing, looking as though he has been maybe forcibly scrubbed. And it's you don't know if he's eaten or not. Okay. He is led back by Venril Sauniria and a couple of guards who lead him back into the interrogation room and basically put him in the exact same position he was before with... There's a long, wide table. On one side, there is an upraised kind of ledge or bar. Uh, That is where the prisoner sits, and he has binders on his wrists that magnetically snap to that bar on the table. So both of his hands are stuck on the table. And it seems as though the chair he's sitting in is also bolted to the floor. He is left in there alone. The guards depart, though the guards stand outside as Venril enters the monitoring room. And he approaches you, Amari, but bows in deference to your wife and says, If you're going to do something, I guess now's the time. If you think you can get more out of him than we did. Without resorting to more extreme methods. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Give a nod to everyone in the room. and Okay. Uh, Venril does not leave. He stays in the monitoring room. And okay. the guards outside will nod respectfully at you as you exit and kind of go around the corner into the interrogation room. Uh, I think the first chunk of this is going to be just Amari sitting down and sitting in silence for a little bit with, uh, with Proteus. Just to, okay. Yeah. Just to kind of let that not necessarily tension build, but give a sign that I'm not the the same people that have been in here. 
Okay. Yeah, as you enter this room, just before you enter, the guard outside will say to call if you need anything, and they'll be right in. I appreciate it. Thank you. The guards out here don't have guns. They have long rods that are tipped with ruby aethite. As you enter the space, you find, indeed, the prisoner, Prontus Machius. He is, like I said, a thick stump of a Midrian. He's broad and burly in all proportions. His chest is like a barrel. He's not cut and muscular. He's just big in all of the ways that like a soldier can be when they're eating 12 eggs a day and are on the full. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what the, Reed the full does diet of day. violence and protein. So big. Yeah. Yeah. You're so big. Mm -hmm. You can see peeking up behind his collar as you enter the room, you're kind of coming in just behind him. So someone in the prisoner's position would have to like really crane their neck and turn their head to see somebody walking into this room. That seems to be a purposeful design feature. And as he turns and kind of looks towards you, you can see peeking up behind his collar on the back of his neck is the very edge of some kind of elaborate tattoo that stretches down across his back. And you would be passingly familiar with the fact that a lot of legionnaires get these kind of elaborate back tattoos as we kind of marks of station and symbol. Yeah. yeah. We saw one on, uh, if it's a similar tattoo to the, one of the people who was with the children of eight, eight year. Correct. hundred yeah. percent. Cool. Okay. And the, the more elaborate the tattoos, the more kind of, high up or important their position or the, the, the more lauded their uh, place or, or company was. So like somebody who was part of a very renowned legion would have a different set of tattoos than someone who's just like in a newly formed legion. Mm. But he would cock an eyebrow towards you. He's got just like kind of slab of a face. The chin kind of comes down in this broad kind of almost ovoid shape and nearly meets his chest though. His chest is kind of out in a way that like he, he has to, to work to turn his neck because it's very clear that his shoulders meet his neck almost like a third of the way to the ear. I was going to say the man's got, you did see this guy traps. kick his way out of. Yeah. He, he's got abs on his abs, uh, lats on his traps and biceps where his ears used to be. It's, yeah, he, he is a thick boy. And so the first little bit of this where you're just sitting in silence, he would track you with his eyes as you would come in and sit down and you can see him studying you. And despite his largeness, it seems as though there is a very calculating stare behind those eyes. He has basic Midrian eyes. Despite his size, there is no stetter in this man, apparently. And he has these deep, soulful green eyes that just stare at you, and there seems to be some turning machine of thought behind them. Amari would be a, a patient individual waiting for them to speak first, but given their situation, I don't think they're going to. Um, so, 
And we do not have to let that silence linger in real time, Reed. But wouldn't it be great if we did? Yeah, let's let's make this about no. a seven-hour podcast. Audio poison. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in an effort to get him to break first, um, Amari's just like rasping his nails on uh, on the table. And when that are you talking like screechy kind of no just the the like the full like a full roll uh yeah just and not like quick or anything just slow and somewhat calculating or at least to give the appearance that uh uh, amari (laughs) is attempting to be intelligent here Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to phase this guy that's fine and he continues to stare at you. If you maintain eye contact with him, he will maintain eye contact with you. Nice. Well, I'm I I'm of the feline persuasion, so this boy gonna blink first. I mean, he blinks. He's not ashamed to blink. Dang it! A staring contest. I thought I figured him out. Okay. Well, in that case, um. After a while, uh, uh, Amari would probably crack a smile and, and just be like, you know, I, I like you. They don't seem to like you out there, but so far, I I think you're great. You're giving them hell. I enjoy this, actually. Not the you being in here, but the, the conversation that is, that is happening right now. And something you would notice as you came into this room and now that you're sitting here, the wall behind you where you know there is a window of some kind just looks like a blank wall Mm. there's not even like a mirror there and oswald you're watching all of this happen from just on the other side of the wall with kala layla and commander venril Mm. trying to decide as to whether or not venril is the person i'm supposed to be distracting with conversation (laughs) this is Do whatever you like. It's all it's all bad down here, so it, it, it's only up from here. When you say that you like him, Amari, that the conversation is good, there is seemingly no reaction from this man. He just stares at you blankly. I mean, I'm not normally a man of words, so this is a little awkward for me. Um, You seem like you're in a similar boat, persuasion, mentality. So, um, yeah, we we talk when you want to talk. If you don't want to talk, then that's that's fine. I just... uh, I would be remiss if I didn't come in here and attempt to have some sort of conversation with somebody who has earned our respect um, and to be treated like a person rather than what they were about to do. So, Well, 
I need you to give me some kind of influence role here. Is what needs to happen. Okay. Hmm. War Hero could definitely play a part here. Yeah. So. You can't ever pull two specializations at the same time. No, but you have just given me some interesting ideas yeah. for <laughs> Cause future I was, yeah. tweaks to the game. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking about that as like As, that I'm seems a, like a trait that should a, be exist. Actually, yeah, a very, a very important wife. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. This guy is not impressed about who your wife is. But he should be. He She's was awesome. expressly showing up to do something to you, whether it was murder or kidnapping. You're not sure. Eh. Okay, so I'll 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 use my my D8 in influence, um, and then I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm particularly uh, attempting to be forceful on this or careful. I don't know if it's a bold, a bold assumption that he's going to want to talk to me because I am a war hero. Or not? Uh, I could see maybe bold. The bold thing here is less that you're a war hero, and it's more that you're the one showing up to talk to him. Mm. And while he's really trying to not show it, it's clearly given him a lot to think about. The fact that the guy, one of the people he was presumably hired to find is now in the same room with him that changes the math on his calculations a little bit okay so bold could work i could also see careful here okay i mean i'm gonna go with bold um because i really really want this guy to uh crack just a little bit just maybe even just a smile um question Okay. Were we removed of all weapons when we entered here? No. No? Interesting. So I have a full-blown pistol at my side uh, at an interrogation, and they're not going to care. They're about to do terrible things to this individual. So, okay. You are the husband of a matriarch, and you're in the middle of a military base. There's only so much damage you could do if you suddenly win. This is win. fair. This is fair. Mad. Okay. In that case, I will pull uh, an Aether from uh, Peerless at my hip. And an Aether of my own. So that's two extra D6. Peerless is not a pistol. You know that, right? Peerless. I'm sorry. I am I am uh, thinking of a my old pistol. Not the not Peerless. Okay. I, I had sorry. Excuse me. Uh how much uh that was two on that on the gun. Right. Okay. Peerless is the yeah. cyborg mm -hmm. rifle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yeah. So, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but a normal, like, pistol would have two Aether in it? A normal pistol would have one. One. Okay, I will adjust that on my... Because I haven't used it in a while. Okay, cool. So, in that case, here we go. What am I looking at here, Mike? Uh, 25 is what we're looking oh, for okay. here. It would be pretty incredible if this guy opened up to the person he was sent to get. Yeah, it would. Um, well, that's unfortunate. Got a one on my D10. That sucks. Okay. Well, that is going to be a 15. Okay. You taking the failure here? Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to roll two void die and I'm not, 
not prepared to do that. Um, the failure jumps it up to what? The next? Uh, taking the failure right now, the danger gauge is low. So there are no consequences, really. You get an XP for Take that. failing. And the man in front of you does not talk. He stares at you intrigued clearly but he is not opening his mouth well in that case um i mean i'm sure you know plenty about me i would like to know more about you but that's really on your terms there's only so much a uh a dossier and a character profile can tell me so I mean, I'll sit here all night. We'll have dinner. All that jazz. I don't really have anywhere else to be other than right here. So, whenever you're ready, I'll I'll be here. Okay. How long is Amari willing to sit here? Oh, all day. I mean, like... Okay. Yeah. How does Venril react to that statement he seems annoyed good I don't like him there's definitely like a slight curl of the lip and kind of a narrowing of the eyes a little bit and again Venril is this huge dark panther person with these like bright white eyes with just black pupils that are in slits right now Mm. Mm. and he is yeah seems annoyed by what's happening here um uh, venril was it venril is that correct or do you have a title that i should be referring to you as he'll turn and say Commander will do. Oh, yes, Commander. I'm sorry. Introductions were not made. You are one of... He'll turn to Layla. The Matriarch's Coterie? That is correct. My name is Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, at your service, uh, so to speak. Hmm. Curious. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go, go, go right ahead. Can I help you with something? Oh, I was just curious. This, um, I couldn't help but notice the amethyst uh, aethite that you uh, had within your uh, purview. I've I've been curious about uh, the specific applications of such. Uh, I, I don't suppose in your training in how to use them, you've ever had one used on you before. Is it, has that ever happened? So are you trained in the use of amethyst aethite implements? I'm not, but I'm very curious. Do you know what amethyst aethite is used for? Well, it has uh, an effect upon one's cognitive um, functions in some degree. Although the specificities uh, are not quite... um, 
familiar with. Hence why I'm asking you. You seem to be uh, uh, quite mm, skilled. Uh, A trained ethero-psychologist can use amethyst aethite mm-hmm. to probe a subject's mind, lifting thoughts, even images, out of the subject. With the right, with the right chems and apparatus, it is incredibly invaluable for finding out information from those who do not wish to yield it. Mm. It also has many medical applications for people suffering deep-seated trauma or memories that they do not care to hold with them anymore. Ah, yes, I see, I see. So there's, um... So say the way that you were intending to, to use it, what were the... What would you say the negative, uh, at least for the, the one sitting in there? Uh, how can that? Obviously, you can use that to draw information out. But how does that? How does one experience that being done upon your mind? And it looks like he's probably about to shut you down when Layla from behind you says, "Yes, I would be very curious about that as well, Commander." And that gets an even more kind of annoyed look on his face as there's a clear chain of command here that Layla is above him now. And he will say slightly through his teeth, Etherics are affected by emotions, right? Mm -hmm. The mind is capable of implementing Aether, shaping it. Yes. It goes both ways. If you can access a person's etheric field, you can find conduits leading into the mind, into thought. It takes a very trained, skilled individual to do it properly, but if done correctly, you can garner all manner of information from a subject. What they experience is unpleasant. If they're not cooperating. Ah. With proper cooperation, the procedure is nearly painless. If they are not cooperating, less so. The implement that I had would not have been as invasive as that. I have seen imaging rigs that use prongs of amethyst aethite. A subject is strapped into it, and their brains are scoured and scanned for information that might be needed. Our plan was simply to try to make our current prisoner a little more pliable. He is clearly well-trained in interrogation tactics. As a former Imperial Legionnaire of some standing, he is clearly... clearly used to such threats. Yes. Well, how would one, I would assume... uh, being a former legionnaire, there must be methods or even technologies used to prevent this scouring of one's um, cognitive recesses. Uh, are you aware of anything like that that 
one might implement to avoid such a procedure. And he'll kind of, like, shoot a look back to Layla, who's still looking at him attentively, and will kind of nod, and he will say, It's been known that wizards can avoid such procedures by sinking their consciousness into the Astral Sea. Mm. I've seen war mages do something similar, isolating themselves behind barriers of aether. And God forbid if it ever happened to a magus, I'm sure they could just explode their way out. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get close enough first, right? <laughs> right. Other than that, I am sure there are artificial means by which one might be able to resist such things. I have never heard of anything using Amethyst Aethite working on a changeling. Mm, yes, that was going to be my next line of inquiry. How are the Fae, uh, how do they interact with these technologies? Uh, 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 Matriarch, has this something that has been, that you've been thinking about? I I know you're a very curious uh, individual. Any questions you have for this very, very knowledgeable uh, 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 tactician? And Layla will ask, And do you have any of these scouring and imaging devices here on the premises? And the commander will be pointedly silent before he says we have anything that might become necessary does that include um Cogger's technology and that kind of like jumps him from first to third and his brain kind of hiccups for a second <laughs> and he like his face crunches up in like a weird kitty like he smelled something weird and can't quite figure it out and then like looks down at you and says what no <laughs> why what i look up at uh layla and say this one's good <laughs> and layla will say to the commander you'll have to excuse my companion, he is insatiably curious. Uh, that That is very true, uh, although I'm not doing any um, current uh, specific research into the topic. It is something that is um, hmm, something I have thought about in the, in the past. Uh, thank you so much for this very, very um, educational uh, presentation that you've given. Now, uh, is there uh, any other... Layla will butt in and say, Commander, it seems as though my husband is doing this the long way. We might be here for a while. Could I bother you to go get us some refreshment, maybe Ooh. some food while we're at it? We might be here a while. Yes. Uh, whatever beverages that you have that are highly caffeinated, whatever is um, the most amount of caffeine you could put into a single beverage that is still uh legally able to be served is what i would like thank you 
the commander's gritted teeth, he'll bow to the matriarch and say, Of course, matriarch, I will find something for you presently. And he will turn and leave. Oh. I'm not sure if that's exactly what... will shoot you a look. I'm not sure if that's exactly what Amari had in mind, but, you know, I... Don't push him. Hmm. Yes. Right. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Don't push him. Uh, don't ask a bunch of prodding and probing questions until he gets irritated and then does something violent? Or throws you in a cell like this one? Ooh, yes, yes, well... What secrets he may find if he did that. <laughs> Oswald, I have a question to ask you. Yes. You've been working with my husband for a while, right? Yeah, for quite a while, yes. And she'll turn towards Kala. And you as well? And Kala will kind of like shake herself and look up and say, I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Uh, 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 working with Mari. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we've, well, for a while. Yes. And Layla will look back to you, Oswald. So, what exactly is the Cole Foundation, then? Hmm, hmm, yes. Well, that is certainly something that, uh, at least in my opinion, we have some knowledge of, but I, I will say that, at least regarding what we've done with the Cole Foundation, they are an aid of organization. We have done quite a bit of good. Um, your husband has been involved in helping quite a few uh, planets in, uh, in assistance. Now, of course... With any large organization as that, there's going to be connections to other tendrils reaching in, I would imagine. But um, that is something that I've been looking into. I, I don't like to... Well, as, as just due to recent events, I find it necessary to know who is giving you their money <laughs> and what they want. Is the short answer here that you don't know? Well, I'd say I have uh, I have a good idea, but um, there's always more secrets to be discovered. Then what are they beyond just an aid organization? Hmm. Well, that has something to do with... Uh, certain individual who is in charge of the Cole Foundation. Now, what they intend to do with this organization, as well as with the information that your husband and I were able to ascertain, uh, that is something I hope to unravel very, very soon. I can't say... And who is that? Hmm? Who is in charge of the Cole Foundation, then? The Cole Foundation. Well, if I'm not mistaken, there's a... Uh, Cromwell Silvaro has something to do with it. Of 
the Imperial House, Silvaro? Oh, wait, no. Am I thinking of something else? I am. Where's that caffeine? Anyways, uh, you must be... Oh, no, no, no. See, I got confused. Uh, let me start over. My name is Oswald Octavian Theophilus. <laughs> oh, I've been working for... <laughs> How is Oswald actually really great at avoiding interrogation? <laughs> training. She will kneel down and stare you directly in the eyes, and as the cat looms over the little bird man, some deep instinctual part of your brain is firing, going, This is bad. Mm. But she will lean in and say, Who? is in charge of the Coal Foundation. Hmm. I do not know. You're lying to her right now. Is that true? I guess it is. I uh, need you to roll. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing I have... A D8 in boldface lie, because um, that is fully <laughs> what I am doing. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what would I need to roll to uh, succeed? She is staring daggers at you. She is trying to figure something out that is very important to her. Yes. It would be pretty incredible if you managed to pull this off without her knowing that you're lying. Mm. You can... Say whatever you want, but whether or not she can tell that you're lying mm. is what you're trying to accomplish here. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, okay, so that would be what that would be a. Let's pull up the twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Well, you know that's that's doable. Uh, let's go ahead and use the. I'm gonna go with bold here. Uh, just lying directly yeah. to her face. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm the woman whose political power is what's keeping you safe at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lie to my wife. It goes really well. It always <laughs> goes really well. Uh, well, you know, I don't fully trust this woman. So uh, I did see footage of her. Uh, contemplating whether or not to murder me um this is also true yeah so i don't really feel a need to be honest with her uh okay so i'm gonna use the daredevil uh feature uh and spend one aether die um mm -hmm. so once we're seen i may use the ability additional times by spending one void die in addition to the normal cost of the aether die okay cool um, so the first aether die you spend just doubles your tactic yes okay and then if you want to use it again so get another copy of your tactic die mm -hmm. you spend a void dice gotcha um so we've got a d8 and then a d8 and then we double the tactic uh oh, i'm gonna need more dice as is often the case. Okay. 
specifically designed the system to roll a shitload of dice. Why is that never assumed to be the necessary number you need to begin the second? You know, I have a lot of D6s ready to go, but D8s I do not have ready to go. Uh, Okay. Uh, So uh, I've spent one one Aether uh, for that. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple more. So let's say four, you know. Um, okay, so okay, four d six plus two d eight plus whatever you have in boldface lie. Yes, which is a d eight. Um, because your bold is d eight. That is correct. Okay, so three d eight plus four d six. Yeah, cool. Not too shabby. Um. All right, here goes nothing. We're looking for 25. Uh, probably not. Uh, so since I doubled my tactic, thanks to the daredevil feature, does that extra D8, if that's a one, does that, how how is that? Uh, un- unless it's all... Th- if it's all three, would that be a total failure? Or is... it, it needs to be one of your tactic die and one of your talent die. Both need to be a one. Okay, gotcha. That is not the case, but I just wanted to make sure. Um, okay. okay, so we've got five. Yeah, it's only it's only just the tactic die if you don't roll any talent die with it. Okay. Which has happened a couple of times. It has, yeah. Uh, I got 20. Four in. <laughs> Florian. Uh, I got a 21. So... Okay. Taking the failure here? No. No, are you kidding me? I'm not not giving this woman uh, an inch of uh, well, anything. Spending a void die and danger gauge goes up to two. Yeah. So I need a three. Aha! Uh, Wait, no. I said 21, didn't I? Is what I rolled before, uh, so, th- uh-huh. so I rolled a three, so I'm at twenty four. Excellent. Yeah, you know what, Mike? You can you can have another one because again, I'm not letting this. I will, I will let the the fabric of Why, reality stretch, and <laughs> split, and splinter before I let this woman uh, read anything off of my feathered uh, exterior. And like that. More blood enters the water. Excellent. 30. 30. Cool. Excellent. Just five more and you'd have a critical. You know what, Mike? You put it that way. Uh, I will have to refuse, but. Okay, fair. That's you got to offer, though. You stare Layla Rarakasa straight in the eyes and say, I don't know. And she looks at you, deadpan, for a beat, and then lets out a sigh and says, I just want to know what he's gotten himself into. And she'll stand up and move back across the room and stand near the window and look towards Amari, who's sitting silently in the interrogation room. Kala will, like, shoot a look at you behind Layla's back. 
and it's just a silent exchange of expressions and like silently mouthing like what the fuck <laughs> and uh, he kind of gives a gesture Oswald like a gesturing in an audio medium yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and she'll shake her head and uh, mimic something digging a spoon into her brain. Kala will do that? Mm-hmm. Like towards you. Mm. Yeah, he'll sort of ponder that uh, and just try to silently shake off the nerves of being stared down by by this uh, intimidating cat woman mm-hmm. um, realizing that she doesn't have to mime Kala will just text you on her own personal data pad <laughs> and uh, say that is for the best the AP can get into people's minds Look at look at the uh, the thing. Look up at uh, Kala nod and then put his uh, put his uh, data pad away. Mm-hmm. And the day stretches into the evening. This all happened in the early afternoon, a little bit after lunch. The day rolls on. And Amari, you sit in silence with this man, Prontus Machius. He seems implacable, staring at you this whole time. After a couple of hours, you hear this snarling growl from his stomach. It is the kind of sound a stomach makes when it is very upset that it has been empty for so long. Did it not feed you? And you see him almost betrayed by his own body. His jaw will set and he'll continue to sit silently. And it's fine. They were supposed to get you some food. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about that. Is there anything you'd like? This is not a ploy or anything. Just. Trying to do the right thing, so. When he finally speaks. It is in a voice that is similar to other Imperials you've heard before, a little rural. Um, He's not from the core of the Empire, based on how he speaks. But he will say, I can't trust anything you would put in front of me. Okay, so if I grab something and we both have some of it, Is that okay, or is this like a... Do you want me to bring you things? Uh, what? How would you solve this problem? And he'll just continue to stare. Okay. 
well, I mean, I could go for some food. So uh, I'll bring a couple different things. We'll have something to eat. Um, and I don't know. I'll, we'll hang out, I guess. I guess that's what this is now. We're just. And he will, for the first time, kind of look away. Just cast his gaze over to the right and look away from you. But his expression doesn't change. Um, I'll be, I'll be right, right back. Just one second. I, I pop my head out the door and be like, can we? And the guard's still standing out there. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Can we get some like food or something? Of course, sir. What can I get you? Um, it's like a bunch of snacks, I guess. Uh, a vending okay, machine. See what we can scrounge. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And this happened after a couple of hours. Uh, Commander Venril has since returned and brought a, or he had other people bring a trolley down here that had a bunch of food and decanters of water and there is a little carafe of coffee it's mostly finger food some like stuff to make little sandwiches and uh like uh bagels with like cream cheese schmear mm -hmm. salmon of course kitty's favorite treat and he doesn't stay long. Eventually, he sees that Amari and the the prisoner are still sitting in silence, and he will just leave, and you hear him tell the guard outside that if anything changes, alert him immediately. And so you are left down here basically by yourselves. You There are two guards still out in the hallway, one out in front of the interrogation room, one just out in front of the door leading into the observation room. I grab a, I grab a snack and like, Hey, anything you want. I mean, look, we can, we can sit here and I can keep talking at you or you can talk, tell me about literally anything you want to talk about. And when the snacks were spilled out onto the, the table, it's a bunch of, like, pre-wrapped, like, candy bars and protein bars and, like, the, what are those, like, crispy nature trail bars kind of a thing. And he sees them spilled out on the table in front of him. They're all prepackaged and, like, serving size. But he'll see you, like peeling one open for yourself and as you're saying this he'll like glance at all the snacks glance back up at you and then he'll look down at his hands that are still bound to the table by these magnetic manacles I mean I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feed you you're a grown ass adult I mean I, I there's guards outside I have no reason to be afraid of you for any reason so if I his jaw sets slightly at that if I had 
do these. We're just gonna have something to eat, right? You don't have to say anything, you just nod. I'll trust you with that, okay? And it's not until there's another, like, really upsetting growl from his stomach, that, like, snarling gurgle of a stomach starting to eat itself, that he will slowly nod as he's clearly kind of in a resisting a, a full body flinch as his guts are starting to turn on him. Well, let's get you something to eat. And I don't know if there's anything I need to do if, to, like, undo them. You need to ask one of the guards. You yeah. don't know how to do this. Okay, cool. Uh, I do that. Uh, open the door. Hey, it's... Uh, it, he's not going to be any trouble. Besides, we have both of you out there. And I, I, I think I can handle myself. The guards who are not have not been observing this, they're out in the hallway. So he doesn't know what you're asking until you ask it. I mean, come on in. I just need you to undo the, the manacles here. I don't think that's a good idea, sir. I do, though. Look, I mean, you can you can be in here. You can protect me all you want. I'll show you it's not a problem. That guard will glance over to the other guard. They'll exchange a nod. And he will walk in and say, of course, Prefect. Thank you. Appreciate it. And even before the door is closed, you can see the other guard out in the hallway, like going for a comm unit on his shoulder to tell somebody that this is happening. That's fine. And that guard will come into the room, and under your direct order, he will free one of the prisoner's hands. That's fine. Unless you tell him to do both. Nah, I'll, one, one is good for now. Okay. And he will pull a small access chem out of his pocket and touch it to the manacle, and it will spring open. It doesn't demagnetize, but it opens so that he can just lift his hand up off of the mm, rail. Okay. And there is this really tense moment where he's free, but the guard isn't far enough away to where he's not within grabbing distance. But Prontus doesn't move his hand from the manacle until the guard has stepped away. And then he slowly lifts his hand out. Well, we'd be having. We've got some candy. We got we we do more sweet, savory. What are, what are we going with here? He reaches out, still looking at you, and he grabs kind of a oatmeal-y protein bar, like Cliff Bar kind of a thing. He peels it open. Still looking at you, he will tear a chunk of it off and flick it across the table towards you. I, I, I eat it. 
Okay. Yeah, it's fine. A little dry. And it's only after you chew it and swallow it, and he sits for a couple of minutes. And then he says, What's your name? My name? Um, my name is Amari. Amari. Glances back down at the cliff bar. And then glances up at you. Do you... Uh, legitimate question. Do you, do you not know who I am? He will roll his eyes and take a bite out of the, the oatmeal bar. Okay. Through his, like, chewing, he will say, If this had been drugged, you'd have reacted differently. I mean, yeah, that's true. I also, no offense to the guards, but I don't think they're the type to put drugs in stuff, especially when they weren't expecting to do this. Calling a bit of an audible there. And Prontus will look up at the guard who's still standing behind your shoulder, and then he'll let out a snort as he continues to eat. Yeah, look back at the guard. No, no offense. The guard will kind of shrug. So can I ask who you are? I'd rather get it from you than a, whatever air quotes information we have. He'll kind of shoot you a look. And finally, he'll kind of just lean back after he tears into a second one of those bars. And he'll say, Why are you doing this? Why wouldn't I? We both know I'm not walking away from this. I mean, well, I'd rather you did, honestly, because if I was in the same situation, I'd be, I'd like to be going home. <laughs> yeah yeah is that the play then dangle freedom in front of me I'm not dangling anything in front of you and I have no guarantees anything is Please. going to happen you think I'm I'm the master interrogator you think I'm playing good cop right now you bring food you bring companionship you offer freedom a deal I haven't offered anything yet. All right. Then he'll go back to eating. Look, if, if you want to know, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. I, I need to have a conversation with you, okay? There's a lot going on, and this was uh, uh, honestly unexpected. So, you don't deserve to have the things happen to you that they might do to you. So I'm trying to prevent that from happening. And and you, uh, being who you are, a a potential war mage, I, I am sure you're going to know whether or not I'm lying, and I'm not lying right now. Give me an influence role, or some kind of role, to ensure this man that you are attempting to tell the truth. 
whatever talent you feel is best suited for that. Hmm. Seems interesting. Why? Hmm. I have to roll to tr to tell the truth. What would I do? What you're attempting to do here is convince this. Your role will determine whether or not this guy believes that you're telling the truth. Okay. Well, um, best I can do is a D8 in influence um, because my wife has no sway in here. No. God, I wish she did. It'd be so much better. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And uh, again, uh, let's let's go with bold because I'm just going to put it all out on the table for this fine, fine uh, individual. And then this is yeah. an enemy combatant. This is somebody who has been pulled down into a prison level with a morgue right next door. You don't know if he saw that, but you're aware that that's this situation that he's in. Um, this is a guy hmm. who also saw a monster basically kill his friend. That monster was part of your crew presumably happens sometimes it yeah. would be pretty ridiculous if you could convince this guy that you have his best intentions at heart <laughs> so uh, we're looking for a 30 here. 30 fantastic i will use my daredevil so you can um i will double my tactics and talents uh just tactics just tactics yeah oh sorry no it's just it's double your talent die Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. In that case, that is correct there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I will use another one of my aether here. Great. Okay. Yeehaw. Let's go. That's not going to be enough. There's an easy solution for that. Yeah, I know, Mike. Because that's a uh, 24. <sighs> take it, take, take your void die. The ship sways and a bucket falls. Um, I did roll a one on one of my aether die. So because I have savant, um, I treat that as not spent. Actually, both of my Aether die, one or a two, are not spent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So 24, you need to get this up by six. And I rolled a seven. Hey. There we go. And the danger gauge goes up to four. Four, a nice, a nice number. A perfectly non-dangerous nice number. number. <laughs> For now. The last of the non-dangerous numbers. The last of the non-dangerous <laughs> numbers. You say this with a conviction behind your statement that you want what's best for this guy, that you're not lying. And he stares at you for a long beat before he says... You have no idea, do you? About what? The kind of hornet's nest you and your friends have kicked. 
I've got a little bit of an idea, but why don't you tell me? Because I would like to know, honestly. <laughs> you think it's Silvaro, right? You think that's the problem? Um, something tells me it's not. If it was some jumped-up corpo who got his name through marriage, they wouldn't have sent someone like me. Okay. Silvaro's whatever game he's playing. That's the pond. Whatever you did, you just fell in the ocean. Lucky me. I don't know who and what. I was just given a name. My name, or someone else? Oswald Octavian Theophilus the Third. Wait a minute. Okay. That's my name. <laughs> Pretty sure. Everyone's. Every, they love yeah. it. And Carlo will look over to you. It's complicated, all right? <laughs> and you were just given a name? From where? No, no. Don't ask where. It's respectable. Don't know what he's done. Don't rightly care. But he needed to get got. He's done something. He knows something. Doesn't matter to me. But they wanted him alive, if that makes any difference. Hmm. I mean, alive means he's he knows something, right? Or can do something, or is something. I've seen all sorts. Or has something they want back. Maybe. Yes. Mike, can so, I find uh, the most inconspicuous corner and stand in it, please? <laughs> the question is, are you is your face are you facing into the corner or are you like yeah, is you your back to the corner? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. You can't turn your back. Uh, you gotta keep your back to the corner. That's the safest mm, place to be. So most inconspicuous corner would probably be to the left of the door leading into this room. Okay, uh, there's not like a clear shot in the room. Uh, if if the door opened and you were standing in that corner, they wouldn't immediately see you. Okay, that's that's important. I'm just gonna stand there. The matriarch like stares after you as you shuffle into this corner and just stand there, pressing your back up against the ninety degree angle. 
<laughs> before she turns and stares back at Amari. This whole time, here I am thinking, like, we're the ones that... The, the whole group needs to be dead, and it's just one now. Okay. Why? Why take this? Why take this job? Seems a bit foolhardy to have, uh, like, been as brazen as you were on, on a hegemony outpost world. Or unless you were expecting us to be relaxed, knowing that we were in a, a place of safety. Five more hours, you would have never known we were here. If it wasn't for those idiots that jump in the gun. And those idiots. I don't know who that other crew was. Oh, I do. But they're the ones who made it sloppy. Mm, that sounds like them. If you say so. Yeah, not the not the sharpest crew. Uh, are you familiar with Red Bartlett? No, but now that you've said his name, if I ever get down of here, I'll become a lot more familiar with mm, him. Excellent. Well, they're really good friends of ours. New. No. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming that's. Oh, you know. Between that and the wizard, we had some clear operational targets involved. Okay. You were a secondary concern. And whatever the fuck it is you've got in your cargo hold, that wasn't on anything that we had. So I... How is it you want to get out of here? Hmm. Do you want to go back to the life you've been living, or do you want something else? Ideal situation. Ideal situation, you find me a way to go back ten years. Why is that? And I never set foot inside of a recruitment office. I hear that. It's a bit late for ideals, though. Yeah. But yeah, I get out of here, meet back up with my crew, find our way back, kill me a man named Red Barlet. Okay. We have to let him go. I know, I know. <laughs> I need to sow the seeds of uh, of uh, of revenge in this individual. Of course, you fail a job. For the sorts of people that we're taking jobs from, and I don't know if that's even possible anymore. Is there a specific clientele you deal with? I can understand if you're yeah. not at liberty to discuss that business. We keep it professional. Of course. Let's just say you're working for something similar. I would imagine so. You know, I can appreciate the effort you went through. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice piece of gear you had there.
Not bad yourself. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. You know, one-on-one, I, I think you probably would have... Yeah, I think you probably would have smoked me, honestly. Yeah, but you're dealing with the Mark Three, right? And I've got a Mark Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twin Aether Core. Spins up both arms at the same time. You can only fire your heavy weapon, what, three, four times before you need to cool down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the 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 weapon I'm, I'm, I'm packing right now has had some damage recently, so... Yeah, you've got me outgunned, uh, given your class, uh, probably just outskilled in general. And see, now you're buttering me up for something, and it makes me all sorts of suspicious all over again. Nope, just like a good piece of tech. Hmm. All right. Congratulations, Amari Kelrakasa. You have won me over. That it was me. So, I think I'm going to do you a favor. Mm-hmm. Ditch the Avia. Ditch the wizard. And most especially, ditch whatever the fuck it is that Toro thing turned into. I don't think you're cut out for dealing with the likes of them. I mean, I could probably say the same for you, unfortunately. Someone's got to wrangle all of them together. Deep waters, mate. Yeah. Deep waters. Shay. Yes? The wizard. The safety protocols that Mera is proposing require you to integrate your personal call set with the Tiresian so that she can interface with them more thoroughly. Hmm. I've, I've spoken about it in vagaries before, but a call set is basically your personal metanet presence. It is everything from a personal homepage to what the the signal people have to contact to get a hold of you. Almost every piece of communications technology in the Dragon's Wake uses a call set. Mm-hmm. Even if it is just for a text message, a hologram call, or diving into the metanet. All of it uses your own personal call set, right. which is effectively your little etheric signature Mm -hmm. that you put out into the aether. Obviously, it's like copy and paste it onto tech once you start using data pads and computers and whatnot, but think of it as like spiritual facial recognition. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's interesting. I... I'm a little worried about making the Tyree doing that, making the Tyree seem even more of a target than it already is. Ah, I see. Yes, that does present a bit of a conundrum, does it not? Yes. And not only that, but um, 
you're still very new to experiencing um, all the types of folks that there are in the galaxy and the kinds of messages that I'm getting range from like real normal to let our daughter filter out dick pics extreme <laughs> no I will not do that <laughs> normal to a little freaky to just plain uh, probably upsetting fascinating do you wish to shield me from these upsetting things for the time being yes I, I know that I know that we treat you like a like a, a child from a, a you know some sapient uh, species sometimes and this is true I and quite frankly, this is a big conversation. Thorian, are you here? Where am I doing this? Um, I figured no, but I can be if you want. Okay. It's wherever you sat down to talk over your personal security measures. Yeah. I assume maybe your room. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. I I have never asked you how you feel about that, though. I don't think I, any of us have. I have never been asked that question before. Fascinating. I suppose I would posit that I do not know the difference. So I cannot fully create an opinion on the matter. It's understandable. Hector treated me rather similarly attempting to shield me from certain aspects of the metanet in order to safeguard my runtimes and protocols. I assumed this was a correct way to treat an individual, and so I never really questioned it, questioned it when you treated me the same. Okay. I did not realize that there was an alternative. Yes, I mean... We, uh, I, I don't want to speak for Hector, but I, I can maybe posit that he was doing it for similar reasons that we do it. That, do you recall when you were first talking to us about your recent new experiences when we met you and how it quickly became overwhelming for you? Oh, yes. I have found that Experiencing new things is quite desirable, but only if it is done in a measured way. Exactly. Experiencing too many things all at once can be very overwhelming. Exactly. And the reason that we encourage you to not stray too far from the Tyresian and the places that we go and why I insist on insisted on checking over the the golden comet the, the vehicle that we acquired recently uh 
was to make sure that any that the new experiences that we were exposing you to would not be too overwhelming for you. And that's not always going to be the case. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the attack on the Tiresian just the other day is a good example of how we're not always going to be able to keep a measured experience. Indeed. Though I will say, it seems slightly illogical to hide my presence when that would only further increase the probability of others doing things to the Tiresian systems that might cause me distress. If they were aware of my presence, perhaps they would desist. Now, in a... In an isolated kind of thought experiment, that might be true. But um, as we've sort of started to uh, delve into, uh, most folks are not that simple or logical, to be quite frank. Uh, actually, uh, the security protocol thing is not a too, not too bad of a, an example. Um, I I got some started getting some more tension. Uh, my personal call set, uh, and I yes, I noticed yes, um, and I increased my own security, and you would in in this in this thought experiment in this your this logic. Uh, one might, you would think that one might see that heightened security and think, oh, well, maybe I, this has been changed. This has been heightened, so I'm not going to touch this. However, you've seen that this is not the case. <laughs> People have taken it to No, as... in fact, even as your security has increased, more have attempted to breach your security protocols. Exactly. I found this fascinating. People, folks tend to see... And again, this is a generalization, and uh, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, which is a metaphor. I see. Um, <laughs> some folks can take that as a challenge to overcome. And is that something that sapiens yearn for? Overcoming challenges? In a broad sense, many do. Some may take it personally for whatever reason that they haven't, you know, quite <laughs> fixed for themselves. Fascinating. Challenges are to be overcome. You've given me much to consider, Shay. I'm glad. I really am. I, I think it's good that you're getting... A lot of different perspectives from, from a lot of us. Yes, indeed. Oswald has given me some incredibly unique perspectives. I can imagine that that is true. I certainly, I have certainly been exposed to lots of new perspectives from Oswald myself, so that does not surprise me. He seems particularly adept at that. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well... If you require any further aid regarding your call set security, I am here. And if you 
would like to talk more about anything we've discussed today or anything you've discussed with the others that you have questions about or, I don't know, any clarifications, I am also here. Oh, in that case, I do have one question for you. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Am I alive? <laughs> Amari. Y- yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a question. Come up with any solutions question. to your predicament? Yeah, what a question. Are any of us alive? Uh, that's what I answer with. No. Yeah. <laughs> I am a poet. <laughs> um, so my first question is, Mike, has the guard been in here this entire time since you brought in the snacks to, like, witness this? Uh, um, unless you told him to recuff the prisoner yeah he's sticking no around. that's great i i uh i have someone that can corroborate um the uh like the information that uh, uh prontus has just shared mm-hmm. um yeah in that case i would delve uh would ask him some more questions about like why why won't he share like the information about who hired him because it seems like he knows but again business being business to, doesn't want to like give away you know who that is and he would ask you would it increase my chances of getting out of here? Yes. Now, see, here's where it gets stuck, then. Mm-hmm. Because I could tell you who I think the person who hired me is. Because, again, I don't really ask these questions, but I maybe have a thought or two. Yeah. But if I'm right... If it is who I think it is. If I get out of here, it's not going to matter. No. I'm dead either way. So, either I stay in here, starve to death, or get shot by one of yours, or however it goes. That seems quick and easy compared to the alternative. So you're willing to sit here and have them hope that you didn't say anything? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, professionalism. Right. I'm just curious. No. Why extend them the courtesy to allow them to basically do whatever they want? Because <laughs> they already do, mate. Mm, so you're just going to keep perpetuating that? He'll shrug. You think there's some bigger cause to fight for? 
Did you, did you think there was some bigger cause to fight for? I certainly did. Five years ago. Yeah. I've been part of an aid foundation to make up for that for the last, I don't know, what, year or more? Good for you. Yeah. What, what have you done? It's not a cop. It's not people. a. Yeah. Same. There's. Were you there at the end? <laughs> I think. I think at that moment, uh, Amari has been hoping to kind of avoid this part of the the conversation because it's not like a happy thing you know no one no one wants to have this conversation it's always like i would love to talk to somebody about it but i don't want to put myself into that position it's like if i could have the conversation without having the conversation you wish you could unburden yourself of those thoughts and those memories without dredging them up hmm it's a paradox. Here there's a Samathite that could help you with that kind of thing. And some people fall back on that sort of thing. Yeah. Were you there, though, in the city when it happened? Evac, yeah. I didn't quite get the difference when I joined up. I thought... I don't know what I thought. They were just wizards. Mages. <laughs> no. I, I've, heard the, I've heard the virtues my whole life. I've heard what Primus tells us to be good men. I don't know how much you know about how religion works in the Empire. Not a lot. He's their god, you know, Primus. I never much held for it. But I said the virtues. I called myself a follower. I didn't get it, though. I never got it, not until that day. There are things bigger than any of us. And he was one of them. Primus Carnus. And now he's... His family's got an empire built on things... Like that magus that broke your dominion. Do you know his name? Amari Kelrakrasa. Do you know the name of the magus that shattered the Minos dominion? Because they're saying he's Primus come again. And if there's a god walking around again, then <laughs> who am I to tell him what to do? Reed can't remember his name. 
even though I've talked to Cole about it a billion times. And Amari might not even know his name. How common knowledge is this information? Depends on how deep your ties to the Empire are, if you paid attention to their politics and their religion, okay. which I would say probably most of you wouldn't. Maybe Shay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe me. But he'll look at you, Amari, and shake his head, and he's got this look, and you've seen this look before. It's it's not fear. It's not pride. It's the look of someone who's seen something that they'll never be able to touch. And there are two sides to this coin of this look that you see. You've seen it in the faces of other Dominion soldiers who walked away that day on Minos. They saw a monster shatter the Dominion. But they also saw that the Dominion had its own share of monsters that battled that Magus in the sky. The two of them didn't care about the collateral damage they caused when they fought. The ground broke, the sky shook, and then at the end, one of them died. The other side of that coin, beyond fear, is a look that shakes you in this moment, because it's reverence. And Prontus Machius says, doesn't matter. So, I give up a name, a guess at a name. Maybe I spend a couple of phases wandering about before I find a knife in my back, or my ship exploding. Something had happened. And I'm not going to put anyone around me in a position to fall. So, no. I'm good here. Okay. You know, I'm trying to find a way out of this for all of us. I mean, none of this is right, and you know it. And he'll shrug and say, right and wrong. That's just words people made up. So I just give up, then? I'm giving you the best advice I can. Ditch the bird. Ditch the elf. Ditch the toro. Get out while you can. Not gonna happen. Then it sounds to me like you're just as stuck as I am. Um. In that case, uh, I'll turn to the garden. You can go. Thank you. Sounds like he's not going anywhere. And the guard will say, I'm not going to leave until the prisoner is resecured, sir. Okay. Go for it. 
and Prontus Machius doesn't resist. He puts his hand back in the cuff, and the guard resecures him. The guard will go back outside, and for a brief moment as the door opens, you can see Commander Venril standing out there talking to the second guard before the door closes again. And as soon as he's gone and the door's closed, it's like, in that moment, I lean over the table and I'm like, okay, listen to me, some shit is going down. I need your help as much as possible in this moment. And he kind of, like, leans back a little bit and, like, stares at you at the sudden change. Okay. I'm not working for the Empire. My wife is literally in the other room. I am trying to get you out of here. I don't care what you say. That is my goal. That is what is happening. Nobody is getting left behind in this. I don't care what you think. The record, the, the system is off. Okay, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. But you need me to say something. The spin is that you were sent by the Empire, right? Because... Any good matriarch worth her salt is going to want to attain some sort of clout by being an enemy of the Empire, right? You've already told me that, okay? And it can be corroborated by the guard in here. You were sent by someone who, some uh, associate of the Empire. There's no one that is around that is going to doubt that at this point. You've got tattoos covering your neck and your back. I know for a fact you're associated with Julian, okay? I've spoken with him myself, and that, like, stops him cold. You've spoken to the princeling. Yeah. Had a beer or two with him. With this? Nothing. And I'm trying to keep him out of it, okay? Then what do you want me to say? I don't know. You're obviously smarter than me, okay? I'm not going to... Uh, uh, I'm not going to assume that I am going to have all the answers. My wife knows more than I do in this situation. So just please help me help you. Give me a name or something, something I can work with. Because everything you've given me up to this point has you just disappearing. He will stare at you for a long second. And... Then he will say, Zod. House Zod. House Zod. Okay. Thank you. And he will stare at you evenly and say if you use this that's a hornet's nest you can't unkick yeah well I'm already wading deep into the ocean right best hope you can swim and at that point the Door opens, and Commander Venril will lean in and say, Prefect, a word. Mm. Of course. Snack? I'm fine, thanks. Mm. Okay. 
and you leave the interrogation room, and Commander Venril would like to ask you what the hell is going on. Oh, we had a chat. I got a bit hungry. But I'm I'm a prefect. I'm not feeding anyone. Thank you. And did your interrogation methods garner you anything, Prefect? Yeah. I have a had a nice conversation. This was uh, uh our theories were correct. Someone from the Empire did send them. And the guard who was in there with you for most of that talk will nod and the commander will say then please elaborate and they pray tell who sent these armed men to kill you and yours unknown he doesn't know either but we're gonna find out there are ways of finding this out. Not from him, though, unfortunately. He seems to be a thug, a lackey. He's good at one thing, and it looks like it's killing, but I don't think he's the brains of the operation. Well, we'll find out what he knows. I don't think that's going to be necessary. With all due respect, Prefect Kelrakasa, what you think is necessary and what we do here on this base are two separate things. And I think what you do on this base is deplorable. We do what needs to be done for the hegemony. Mm. Interesting. And who's asking you to do these things for the hegemony? the Geminis herself mm. at times. Good to know. She is representative on the Council of Pride Mothers, as you well know. Oh, of course. Of which course. I might remind you, your wife is not yet. Yet. Good luck with the interrogation. Seems to be going really, really well. And where do you go, Amar? Oh, I'll go back into the other room with uh, with Oswald and Layla and Kala. And when you go back inside, Layla will give you a steady look and ask, Are we done here? We're done here, but if we can get him out in any way, he's a valuable informant. How important is this to you? Extremely. If we can spin this in any way as we have fl we flipped somebody to be a, a, a person that we can utilize to gain additional information about who is out here, quote, hunting us, then I think that's the story we need to tell, isn't it? That depends, Amari. Do you want to use 
the name that he just gave you because I think that's... I don't think he was telling you the truth. Okay. No. Because that is the name of the Empress's husband. No, we won't be using that. Okay. Not until we can figure something else out. It's too early. Well. I will see what I can do about making sure he's not shot immediately, at the very least. Put him into our custody. Give him the... Fried ricotta. She'll like turn her head and like actually start nodding. And she says, "That's that's that's actually ingenious." Remand him over to our custody. He's part of our investigations into the empire. Which why if he's tied in with, mm-hmm. which is why if they have any reason to ask why we shut off the uh, the systems, we'll fully admit to it. There's valuable information that pertains to all of our investigations. Stuff that is. Not privy to anyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I can spin this. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to walk free, Amari, but I can at very least get them out of here. The safest place for him is honestly to be with us. All right. All right, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. You three... Head back to your ship. I'll be in touch. Will do. Lisman, was that touch to your temple indicating that you were recording something? Oh, of course. <laughs> and what, pray tell, would that have been? Oh, this this whole conversation that Amari had with his wife. Interesting. Okay. First airlock. Okay. Oswald. Hey, can you, there's, there's a very interesting thing in the airlock. Can you go? Can you go get it for? There's twelve loco. I just had it put in the airlock Christ. to keep it cool. My death will not save you, Amari. Hey. Nothing will. I pissed off my wife. I'm already hey, dead. Hey, quick, you. Hey, quick, you. Um, why do we all hang out? <laughs> I don't know. It's our job. It's our job to hang out. We don't actually like each other. <laughs> Florian, where are you as Shay is off answering existential questions to young pseudo-she and the others are coming back from interrogation? Where's Florian? Florian's kind of at loose ends. Like, there's not any, like, we're not, you know, doing anything. I don't think he knows what to do with himself. So probably in my room. Okay. Your room is still kind of the Spartan affair. Um, You've got some plants from home. Yeah. A couple of books. They're like, they're not doing well. I had a good setup on the Storm's Repose, and they're just like, please kill us. (laughs) In fact, they're saying that. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's, true. It's weird. They whisper that to me all the time. What is running through Florian's head as he ponders the thing that has been 
reported to have happened several days ago is still not something you've had like any real confirmation about. You've had the story confirmed by Oswald and Layla, but you weren't there for that. That wasn't, you didn't experience any of that. Yeah, I literally like don't think there's any sort of like moral existential crises going on or like and like i think florian was just like huh that was real weird he's like the negatirza i love it it's so freeing <laughs> i don't have to be sad oh my god i think he's like more nervous about and apprehensive about like the other experiences like far more than this has worried mm. him you know the the blacking out and going to the airlock and like endangering all of us that's like that's what's kind of like running through his head especially with mm -hmm. the preparation of this isolation chamber it's that almost lack of it's not lack of thought but it's lack of concern with the fact that there was a change, that there was a reality experienced by others that Florian did not participate in. It's not a rejection of a consensus reality, but it is certainly a splinter that there is a chunk of time in which there is a few people that accept one thing happened and Florian's own perceptions reject that that thing happened. Yeah, like, I'm sure that that's what they saw and that that was, like, what the the outward appearance of that was. That's just not what was happening. Right. Because the alternative the alternative doesn't bear thinking about. No. And Florian's not thinking about it. Nope. No thoughts. Head, head empty. But it's not empty. The void is not empty. But exactly what happens next will have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D &D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at the Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so.
Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.